0: This Sunday, we're in for a treat. Randy McPherson is a new friend to our church that came highly recommended. Yesterday, he spoke at the men's event and did a phenomenal job, and uh, Randy... I, I told you that before I invited you to come, I went online and I listened to one of the messages that you preached at a church, and within the first few minutes, what I recognized about you is that you're a man of prayer and that you are passionately pursuing the work and the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life, and so Randy is a marketplace minister like most of you in the room today, and uh, and yet he also leverages the, the ability that God's given him to deliver the word in which six people yesterday surrendered their hearts to Jesus, And I know that you've come in, prayed up today, believing that God has spoken something to you for our church specifically, and that at the end of this service today, that people are going to also have an opportunity to experience salvation. So Randy, I want to say thank you for being obedient to the call that God has placed on your life. Yesterday, you shared that you didn't try to chase after somebody else's call. Instead, you just want to walk in obedience to what he's asked you to do. And You've had a tremendous impact for the kingdom of God as a result of it. So, church, would you join me in welcoming Randy
1: as he's here today? Thank you, brother. You know, we have a dark world, but we have a light. I want you to stand with me and sing this little light of mine. Because the light that we have within us is not our light, but it's the light of Christ. And I have my own little uh, Randy arrangement to it. So you'll catch on, though. But you know, I think we should celebrate that we have a light to shine. You know, some of the best songs we, I've ever learned were uh, my childhood songs. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. I think that's one of the best songs ever written. That's the light we shine, the love of Jesus. So here's how it goes, and catch on as you can, but I want you to sing it like you mean it, all right? <clears throat> Come on, let's do it. Uh, this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Uh, this little light of mine, I'm gonna. Let it shine Let it shine Let it shine All the time You got it? Well, hide it under a bushel, no I'm gonna let it shine I Hide it under a bushel, no I'm gonna let it shine let it shine, let it shine all the time. Now, we're not going to let Satan rob us of that light, are we? Won't let Satan put it out. I'm going to let it shine. I won't let Satan put it out. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine all the time. Now, this is the last verse. and It's about letting our light shine till Jesus comes. Let it shine till Jesus comes. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine till Jesus comes. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine all the time. And I can tell you that God's still teaching me things, and uh, I'm still learning, and I'm still growing, and I'm still in the process of becoming the man of God that I can only be when Jesus is where he needs to be. You know, I can't believe how fast time goes by. Can you believe how fast time goes by? And you know, I never needed glasses until after 50, um, and um, I, I sure, I do miss my hair. I really miss hair, and uh, you know, uh, the Bible says he keeps track of the hairs of our head. Well, his job's gotten easy for some of us, <laughs> And uh, but you know what, even though outwardly I may be wasting away, inwardly God is renewing me, and I'm so excited about that. Well, growing, growing old was brought painfully home to me. How many know there's this kind of times in your life when something really hits you, okay? And I'm uh, driving on my way early in the morning uh, on the freeway in Wisconsin, Interstate 94. Anybody know where that is? Headed to Milwaukee on a business trip. And I don't know about you, but I just need a cup of coffee. I call it Hallelujah Juice. (laughs) My wife tells me it improves my personality. And uh, and so she has me have two or three cups every morning. So anyway, uh, and she's going to be here second service. And I'm so delighted to have her with me on this trip because we're heading home. We're heading home from Florida. We suffered for Jesus in Florida for about three and a half months, and now we're headed home. But, um, so anyway, I pulled into McDonald's, because that was the only thing that was open, and a pinch McDonald's coffee will do. So I walk into, the, into this McDonald's, and, I, and uh, 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 I said, hey, I need a cup of coffee. And the sweet little girl on the other side said, okay, and she plops the coffee down, and, and uh, sh- she says, that'll be 50 cents. And uh, I said, wow, that's a really good price for a cup of coffee. She just smiles and says, "Yeah, I gave you the senior coffee." <laughs> Honestly, I am just so stunned. I'm taken back. I just—I I think I just turned fifty, and, you know. I'm just—and I'm—I st- still feel young, you know. Until I look in the mirror, and I go, "Oh, dude, what happened to you?" But anyway, <laughs> it gets worse. I'm—no one ever offered me a senior anything. No one even suggested it. And she gave me a senior coffee. And I go, well, 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 how old do you have to be to get the senior coffee? Yeah. (laughs) She just smiles, cocks her head, and says, I just go by looks. (laughs) I'm still not over it, folks. (laughs) And the truth of it is, I just, when I go to a, if if, uh, I just go, if I go into McDonald's or someplace like that, I just ask for the senior coffee or whatever, just, I don't want to be hurt. You know, I just go ahead and I might as well get the discount anyway, you know. So you might as well embrace it, you know. But before you know it, young people are going to get senior coffees. It's just amazing how fast life goes by. And let's, let's just do it well. Let's live life well. And uh, could we bring up a couple of photos? Um, God spoke to me uh, the other day. How many think that's a pretty nice view? That's my view from my Florida condo. And uh, it survived the hurricane. And so we have a secured building, and I I punch in the code, and this voice comes on, the the security system, it says, access granted, and the door opens, and I just started praising God, don't you think, that's worth praising God about don't you think that? Beautiful place, it's over a mile across, uh, and we overlook downtown Fort Myers, and I said, thank you, Jesus, for this conduit. Thank you for this place that I can work from. I can, you know, you can get on a plane from just about anywhere and fly to just about anywhere and Zoom meetings. And so I still work over 50 hours a week on my job. Then I fly weekends to speak to men because I like to challenge men. By the way, I want to know, I have a question before I get into it. I instructed the men. I want to know how many of you ladies that had a men at the event yesterday your husband went home and hugged you for three minutes. How want to see see you. you? You pitiful guys. <laughs> one of their homework assignments was you had to go home and hug your wife for three minutes. And you make it a habit every day. Because one of the best advice I ever got from a pastor is hug your wife for three minutes. And it puts everything in perspective. So you still have time today. So guys, you have to go home. And just hug her and hold her and tell her you love her. Three minutes will seem like 30. (laughs) And ladies, you're going to probably want out of it first. So you just absorb it and enjoy it. And I want you to know Pastor Jonathan and his wife hugged for five minutes. Yeah. And she... She'll get used to it, but we didn't. And, um, you know, my wife and I, we, September 10th, will celebrate 46 years. And I'm getting off track of here a little bit, and I know Pastor Jonathan says I have to be done at 930. So, um, but uh, that woman knows me and still loves me. And I'm more in love with her today. When you, have it, when you do it God's way, when you love God and serve God together, when you work through things, all good things come hard. You have to work at marriage. You have to work at the good things. You have to work at raising kids. It's amazing what happens. So anyway, I'm thinking God walking into this beautiful condo. And how many hate it when God ruins your day? <laughs> he said, Randy, listen to me, folks. I want you to listen real clear, my brothers and sisters because this is the message God said I should share with you. He said, Randy, don't celebrate the temporal or the material. Celebrate the eternal. You have access to me. I wish you were as excited about me as you were about this condo. He said, be grateful for what I've blessed you with, because I love to bless those I love. But celebrate us in our relationship. You know, so God just started speaking to me once again to do a heart check every day where 's my heart where where's this going and you know ephesians <laughs> ephesians I love ephesians I mean I could um, and one of the things that God has really challenged me lately is i 've always read the Bible, but he just I, he just said, "I want you to start reading it from cover to cover and and as i 've been just reading the Bible through time after time and I've worn out this Bible. I soon, you know, I'm actually working on another Bible, but I just like the feel of the one. This one, it's all marked up and, teared up, and, but here's what Ephesians, um, uh, two seventeen through twenty two says. And I like to read a lot of Scripture because then it's God speaking. All right, and when you when you read the Word, that's Him speaking to you. Okay, when you pray, that's Him that's you talking to God. So it's this time we hear more from God in our dark world. Um, so 2, 17, he brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles who are far away from him and peace to the Jews who are near. Don't you know this is a world lacking peace? The only peace is found in Jesus. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. I'm so glad that we're not strangers to God. Thank you, Jesus. You are citizens along with all God's people, holy people. You are members of God's family. Together, we are his house. The house of God isn't this building. It's us as believers. That's the house of God that comes here today. We are his house built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. And we are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Through him, you Gentiles are also being made part of the dwelling where God lives by his spirit. We have access to God, folks. And sometimes we lose that thrill and that excitement that because of Christ, because of Christ, we are now part of God's family, that we have full access to Him. There's nothing with Christ that can restrict us from experiencing the powerful presence of God every day in our lives. What I like about Ephesians is, man, it's just, it's just the road map. What God has designed for us, Ephesians one four through seven says. <clears throat> even before, listen to, this. even before He made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy without fault in His eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into His own family by bringing Him, bringing us to Himself through Jesus. Before He made the world, He knew you and planned for you. You're not here by some mistake. You're not here by some freak accident. You know, I believe in the Big Bang theory. God said it. And bang, it happened. And you see, even before he made the world, he knew you were going to be born. He planned for you. You were designed to be adopted into his family before he made the world. Now, I can't understand that. My mind can't comprehend it. That's where faith comes in. And when I live that faith, I experience that reality. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out to us who belong to his dear son. See, it's through Christ that we experience God. It's through Christ, no other way. He is so rich in kindness and grace that He purchased our freedom with the blood of His Son and forgave our sins. Amen. Ephesians two ten. Wow, this is amazing. For we are God's masterpiece. You know what, folks? We make a mess, but God makes a masterpiece. When we give God the brush, we say, God, I'm not going to give you control of my life. I'm going to submit to you. I'm going to give you the brush. God's the ultimate artist. And when you freely, willingly give him the brush and say, God, paint the picture that you designed for me to be before you even made the world, we become God's masterpiece. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we could do the good things he planned for us long ago long ago before you were even a twinkle in your mother's eye he planned for you and it's a good plan if your life is a mess it's time for jesus to have the brush and then i like ephesians three twenty. this one i'm still trying to have the faith for because god You know, God spoke to me several years, woke me in the middle of the night. Sometimes he has to wake me in the middle of the night to speak to me. Anybody experience that? Wakes me from a dead sleep. He says, Randy, if you've never experienced the voice of God, we're here. This church is here to help you experience the powerful presence and the voice of God in your life. But here's what Ephesians, and all of Ephesians is so good. I could just spend the whole time just reading Ephesians to you today. Now, all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power... His power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Folks, if we truly let God have His place and we pursue the relationship with God, we can accomplish infinitely more than we can imagine or think. Infinitely. You see, we're underachievers because we lack the faith in what God can do through us in spite of us. And God woke me in the middle of the night and said, Randy, you know what? If you're not trying to do something bigger than you, I'm not in it. I said, God, that, no one's accused me of thinking small. I've already built multi-million dollar companies, traveled the world, done mission trips, hung out with you know, famous people, politicians, and I've been doing some pretty cool things. But then he said to me this, folks. He says, you keep doing what you know you can do. And I want you to do what you know you can't do because then you're going to need me. I said, God, that's a scary place to live. When God's in it, it will scare you. If you're all comfortable, he ain't in that. What's the David and Goliath story? There's so many stories in the Bible where when God shows up, everything, all, we can do all things to Christ who strengthens us. Isn't that awesome? You know what, folks? You don't live that. I don't live that. But God's calling me to it. And I pray we can do this. We can live beyond ourselves because it's not about us. It's about what God can do through us. But you see, folks, I believe there is a passcode, just like I had to punch in a passcode to get before God. It's BBD1. BBD1. How many remember John 3.16. That's probably the earliest verse you learn. John 3.16. And I, I, I still think sometimes we got to get back to the basics. And I'm kind of used to the to the uh, the you know God's Bible, the King James, you know. In fact, uh, say the King James version with me: "For God so loved the world that He gave His Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life." Did you hear that? When you believe in Jesus. See, yesterday there was not only six people who made first time, but there's 24 recommitted their lives to Christ. When you believe in Jesus, <laughs> you set the eternal destination in place to God's designed eternity. This life is a short place, short step to a long destination. When we believe in Jesus, He gives us eternal life in His presence. Thank you, Jesus. The other thing I find is when I believe in Jesus, I also become convicted of my sin. How many know when you're with, when you're spending time with Jesus, you say He starts speaking to you, whether it's about this condo you're celebrating inappropriately in Florida. I'm grateful for my, you know, for the things He has given me. God's blessed me, but I celebrate. I must celebrate the relationship I have with God. But you know, here's what First John says, and. Um, it, it, I think it reminds me that every day, I, as Paul said, you know, um, the things I don't want to do, I, I do. The things I want to do, I don't do. Oh, wretched man that I am, that we must die to self daily. But here's what First John 8 says. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. You know what, folks? Every day we've got to confront the sin nature we were born to. But the good news is when we confess it, he forgives us and delivers us from our own self-destruction. There's only one man in this whole world I'm afraid of, folks. I'm afraid of one man. I'm afraid of me because I don't like me without Jesus. I'm one bad choice away from a train wreck, and I need to die to self, as David would say, search my heart, oh God, see if there's any wicked way in me. So as I believe in Jesus, he, re- he, he kind of reveals the things that I, that I need to work on, that I need to submit to Jesus. So the first, believe, folks. we got to get back to believing with all of our hearts, being all in, and letting the, the blood of Christ, the work of the cross, cleanse us. BB, what's the second B? All right, the second B is Bible. Listen. If you, sh- if I asked you to show me your Bible, it would tell me, it would tell me everything I need to know. If you love God, this is going to become one of the most important things in your life. You know, it takes about fifteen minutes, depending on how fast you read. I'm a little slower reader. <laughs> Uh, maybe 20 minutes for me, but you can read the whole Bible through in a year. The more time you spend in the Word of God, the more like God you become, the more you will live the masterpiece that He has planned for you. Here's what Psalms 1 says. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the device of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. Aren't there a lot of mockers? We go send our kids off to colleges where they're just flat-out idiots there teaching there's no God that you can be, that you can actually change your gender. You can't. I'm sorry, but that's just so harmful to people. We're harming our kids. If there, God set natural things in place. There's a natural order to the way God thinks, made things. Male, female, there's a natural order when you do things God's way. You don't get diseases. You don't get tragedy. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the river bank, bearing fruit each season, their leaf never wither, their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. I want to promise you, if you make this and I want to tell you, I'm looking at you brothers and sisters, not a person in this room who spends too much time in this word. God's calling you to become people of the word of God good to have a pastor who preaches the gospel. It's not about social justice. It's about being justified by faith. Because that's what resolves all problems and helps us to love our neighbors as ourselves. It's God. It's the work of the cross. That's where the problems are solved. So I challenge you. God's not first until His word becomes where it belongs. BB believe Pursue the the word of God, the Bible. And then what does D stand for? Doers. Don't just be hearers, but doers of the word. And um, I love James because James is a book that says, show me your faith without works and I'll show you my faith with my works. Faith without works is dead. So there's people, I'm telling you what, you won't grow in your faith until you engage it. And the 12, the 12 people that went to, to, you know, on a, this missions trip, they're going to be forever changed because the more you engage your faith, faith, the more God shows up and things happen. So here's what James 1.22 says. Don't just listen to the word of God. You must do what it says. Do what it says. I know a lot of people that say they believe, but they don't really do it. What do you, what, what? If you're not a doer, you're not, you're not really, you're not, you're not where, you're just where, not where you're supposed to be. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law, the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. If you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, Oh, Jesus, help me with that one. Can I, I'm just going to deviate. I'm sorry. I have a grandson who likes to talk. And his mother asked him, what? Why, do you, um, why do you talk so much, Ethan? He says, because I got a lot to say. <laughs> I just feel like God's doing so much in my life, it's just hard for me to button this down. But, um, so uh, let me tell you why the Holy Spirit is so important. And being filled with the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible says the tongue is the most unruly member of the body. And when you give God that part, when you let go, you give him everything. And as a 13-year-old, when I was filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm going to tell you, it changed me. I was born. I was saved before then. But when I was filled with the Holy Spirit, if you've never been filled, this is a good church to experience the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Because it gives you power to live a godly, more holy life, to really be doers of the Word. And so I want to tell you folks, this is a great church. Explore this. We're here, listen, if, you, if I told the guys, if you want to learn how to hunt and fish, somebody's got to mentor you. You want to l- learn how to walk in the Spirit, this is the church to do it. Amen? For if you listen to the Word and don't obey it, you are glancing, uh, I'm sorry, uh, you see... Uh, you see yourself walk away and forget what it looks like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. If you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, you need the Holy Spirit. You are fooling yourself, and your religion is worthless. Listen, folks, and this is what I saw at work in this church, and I'm excited about it. Pure and re- and a pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to look to let the world corrupt you. I saw the heart of men yesterday serving other men. I've watched as I've interacted with staff and people here of the church. You're a God-loving, God-serving uh, people. and I just want to commend you for that. There's a world that's hurting. You know what? You know how God answers prayers through people. God has challenged me to be the answer to somebody's prayer every day had an employee who had an unexpected pregnancy, I was telling another employee about it, and um, God told me to go up there and encourage her, and I said, God, CEOs get sued for, uh, sued for sharing their faith, I'm trying to be brief, but he wouldn't let up on me, so I finally went up to her, and I said, Alicia, I heard what you said, and I'm scared for you, I know, and I know it's easy for me to say, because I'm not the pregnant person in this conversation, but my life experiences tell me, you've got to trust God one day at a time. You just put one foot in front of the other, and I believe God's got a plan, and I want to ask you to trust God with this pregnancy, and I'll pray for you and your baby every day. She just said, thank you, and then I walked away, and I said, God, I'm going to get sued. (laughs) Long story short, she gave birth to a totally healthy baby girl six months later, whose name is Nina. I'm a godfather to a little baby girl because God (laughs) spoke through me. And Pastor, I'm running out of time, so I'm gonna to have to wrap this up. But BBD one means you one means what? You put God first. Nothing, nothing can get between you and God, whether it's condos or anything else. Let me tell you guys, if you don't tithe, God's not number one. It's just simple. If God, you can't trust God with 10% of your income. It's just God doesn't need your money. It's just a test. And Malachi says, try me. I'm telling you, I've been a tith- I think tithers are, tithing is for sissies. If you really love God, you do better than that. <laughs> and I've lived that. I'm living proof. I don't give to get. I, I don't believe in that. But I just give to let God know my heart's in the right place. Because actually, he owns 100% of it. He wants me to take care of my family. He wants me to take care of the people in my life, he he doesn't he wants me to support ministries and things like that, but it's more than anything. God just checks our hearts. So please, if you don't tithe, get your man pants on, your girl pants on, or whatever it is, and you just start serving Jesus like you mean it. Isn't that good, Pastor? <laughs> so here's you know here's the thing, and I, I got to wrap this up as quick as I can here. It doesn't take long before Jesus. I mean, and Jesus was part of the scripture from the beginning. But he shows really his heart in Genesis chapter 5. Because there's, with chapter 5, it says, when Enoch was 65 years old, he became the father of Methuselah. Now, they were given a long lineage of who, who, you know, who was the father of this and everything. And all of a sudden, here's Enoch. After the birth of Methuselah, Enoch, Methuselah, I don't even say that right, Enoch lived in close fellowship, close fellowship with God for another 300 years. And he had other sons and daughters. Enoch lived 365 years walking in close fellowship with God. Then one day he disappeared because God took him. By chapter 5, he's saying, I want to walk in close fellowship with mankind. More than anything, more than anything, God created you for a personal relationship. Just like fathers want to have relationships with their sons and daughters. That's what he wants from you. And then chapter 6, verse 9. This is about Noah. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on earth at the time. And he walked in close fellowship with God. Are you ready to walk in close fellowship with God? That's my question to you today. And you know, King David was one of the most wealthy, powerful men who's ever lived. And yet he would say in, um, in, in Psalms, This is a guy who had everything. Castles. He He had everything. Money, power, everything. But he says, one thing I ask the Lord, this is what I seek. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. There's nothing more beautiful than the presence of God in our lives. And seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble he will keep me safe in his dwelling. And he will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle. And he will set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted. I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'm rambling on there, sorry. And he will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me upon a rock. You want to be, you want to finish well? Let God put you on his rock of his salvation. I want to finish with one more. And yeah, back to Ephesians, because I, I love Ephesians. Oh, Jesus, I love but here's what chapter 3, 12 says. Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into his presence. So worship team, I want you to come up. And I'm going to ask Pastor Jonathan to come up. Here's what I believe God has called me to say to you. Are you ready? Are you ready to make him really first? To make him number one? to pursue Him passionately, to celebrate that we have unbelievable... Can you imagine that we have access to God? Before Jesus, they had to go to the temple and have a priest. We can go directly to God because of Christ. And when we do that, when we have access to God, all things are possible. Nothing is insurmountable. And we become the masterpiece that He's designed us to be. It's time to quit playing games. It's time to quit putting other things between you and God it can even be relationships it can be your husband You can be your wife listen if I love Christ if I follow Christ I make him first I'm a lot better husband my wife likes me a lot better when I'm a Jesus man are you ready? I hope and pray because I'm giving you everything I got because God is still working on me and every day I get up and say God thank you for the access I have to the Holy God to gaze upon His beauty and and when He takes my mess and He makes a masterpiece. Are you ready? I pray that this will be a turning point. There's many times there's battlefields that were the turning point of the war. I believe there's a battle for the soul of America. I believe there's a battle for the souls of our families. I believe there's a battle raging and it's time that we make a turn with everything we got to pursue God with all we have.
0: Randy, thank you. What a powerful message that if we'll live it, God will do incredible things in our lives. And uh, Randy, thank you for your generosity to our church. Yesterday, you came and, and you gave a bow away. Your brother owns Matthew's bows and and you, you asked when I invited you to come, you said, can I give a bow away? I'm like, why would I turn you down for that? We didn't, our church didn't pay for the bow that was given yesterday. It was the generosity uh, of you and your willingness to do that, and we're grateful. Today, I, I watched as uh, you did some other things generously behind the scenes, but then even above all of that, you were generous with the time that you spent with God to hear from the Holy Spirit a word that each of us needed to hear today. And so, Randy, we're grateful for you. One more time, let's express our appreciation to him. I'm gonna ask that you bow your heads and close your eyes all across this room. Maybe there are some of you who've come in today and you've not made God number one in your life. He's not even part of your life at all. And you say, today, I wanna enter into a relationship with Jesus. I wanna confess him as my Lord and Savior. I want my sins to be forgiven. I wanna secure my eternity. Maybe there are others of you who at one time walked with God, but you've turned your back on him and you say, today, I need to see my relationship restored back to him. In just a moment, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's you, You say the Holy Spirit's tugging at your heart right now to turn towards him for the very first time or to see your relationship restored back to him. When I count to three, why don't you slip up your hands all across this room? One, two, three. Lift them up all across this room. One, two, three. You can put them down, other others this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Let's all stand. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to lead us in a prayer, and if you raise your hand, I want you to repeat it after me and mean it with everything that's within you. But know that you won't be praying this prayer alone, but that each of us in support of you will also be praying. Let's pray. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that I've messed up. This morning, I ask for your forgiveness. Come and give me a fresh start. Be my Savior. Be my King. Take over every area. Take over every aspect. And help me from this day forward to live for you with all of my heart, with all of my soul, with all of my mind, with all of my strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give God praise for what he's done this morning. Thank you, Jesus. If you prayed that prayer, we would ask that you would text the word yes to 319-250-8998. We would encourage you along in the decision that you've made today and the journey that God wants to take you on. We leave time at the end of each of our services for the prayer team to come up. The worship team will lead us in another song. And Randy asked, he said, can I be part of the prayer team this morning and pray for people? And I said, of course you can. And so in just a moment, the worship team is going to lead us in another song. And I would just invite you, in this moment in this atmosphere of faith where the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit is at work, don't leave this room today without receiving prayer for the thing that you've come in here needing prayer for. So I'm going to pray over us. The worship team is going to lead us in another song, and the prayer team will be up front. I would encourage you to step out of your seat and come forward. If you raised your hand this morning for salvation, I'd encourage you to step out of your seat. Let somebody pray over you even this morning and encourage you along in that decision that you've made. Let's pray. God, we thank you for Randy. We thank you for the call on his life, for his willingness to patiently spend time with you, to listen to the voice of the Spirit, to share your words to us today. Lord, I pray that you would bless him and his family as he's blessed us today. Lord, as people have come in today with varying needs, Lord, we ask that in this moment as they step out of their seat, that you would move mightily in our midst and that you would meet needs in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thanks for joining us. We hope that this message was inspiring and encouraging. For more information about this message or about all things Crosspoint, check out our Facebook and head to our website at www.crosspointwaverly.com.